Welcome to the Men of Iron podcast, changing a culture one man at a time. At Men of Iron, we equip men and grow godly leaders through creating and sustaining one-to-one and micro-group mentorships. Go to menofiron.org for more info. Thanks for listening. We are back at it. Welcome to the Men of Iron podcast. My name is Steve Gluck. I'm here with Garrett Barbush. Always looking dapper, man. Well, Steve's, you know, if you're not going to perform good, you got to at least look good. <laughs> I agree with you, man. Looking good today. I love it. Uh, Never started a podcast out with something like that, did you? <laughs> <laughs> Episode 13 is brought to you by Supply, the home of the Men of Iron Office. Supply is a beautifully lit, clean, and modern building with unlimited potential. Man, I like that. Go to supplymanheim.com. Whether you're looking to grow your business or have an awesome party, Supply is the place to make it happen. You like Supply? Uh, I'm a little biased, but I love Supply. I love it. I love the natural lighting. I love all the, yeah, just yeah. everything about it. It's a cool building. It's a good place to work. Well, today's special guest is Brian Ziegler. This is, this is awesome to have BZ on the podcast. Brian is an author, speaker, and the newest full-time hire at Men of Iron as state director in Ohio. Brian's D1 basketball dreams came to a halt when he was involved in a devastating car accident that ended his playing career. He was paralyzed from the neck down and more than likely would never walk again. As he faced reality, the course of his life was altered forever. Welcome to the podcast, BZ. Man, thanks guys for having me. I feel like Hollywood in here. <laughs> Cameras around here. Everybody's all looking good. So thanks for having me. Although yeah. I got to tell you, it's going to be kind of hard to, to follow your last podcast. So I'll do my best to follow your your Eagles guy up here. Yeah. Well, we went from BD to BZ, man. Yeah. Yeah. From from Brian Dawkins to Brian Ziegler. I wouldn't want it any other way, BZ. <laughs> I got you, man. No, we're honored to have you, man. We're honored to have you. So we're going to start out the podcast with take five. You ready to sweat? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Here we go. Here Let's we go. do this. Take five number, question number one is, what is something not many people know about Brian Ziegler? All right. So here's, some, here's something not many people know about me. I am an avid lover of Dance competitions. Wow. He just, admi- he just <laughs> admitted that on air. You all want me to elaborate on that, don't you? Well, well, we're both fathers of daughters, so I think, or all three of us, so I think we probably know where he's we going. We have an idea, this. but yeah. I want to know a little bit more details of, like, what, you know, I know your weekends are booked up with dance sure, competitions. Brother. Are you the dad that's, like, you know, you're, you're decked out with uh, streamers <laughs> and, you know, flags <laughs> and face paint and... So you've seen me before. That is absolutely me. I get there. If the competition starts at 8, I'm there at 7 o'clock with my dance uh, dad shirt on in the front row. I try my best not to root against the other little girls, but secretly in the back of my head, I'm like, it wouldn't be such a bad thing if you fell right now. But no, I'm just kidding. But I do love the competition. But seriously, uh, you are serious. But I am serious, yeah. But no, I do love dance competitions. Uh, just being an athlete, love watching my little girl do a, get up there and do her thing. That's awesome, man. I think we can let that slide. I'll let it slide. Yeah, I'll let it slide <laughs> this time. Well, speaking of being an athlete, we had to ask you a sports-related question because we know you're a big Ohio professional sports fan. So do you still love LeBron James? Uh, <laughs> there. And this divides our entire state, man. So i got to be real. i got to keep it real. Uh, Love LeBron. Love what he did for the city. I love that he brought us a championship. I think he did what he said he was going to do. But with that being said, I will never watch a Lakers game. I will root against 
uh, him when he plays against the Cavs. I hope he does well. Uh, but I am very excited about our, our new team and what they got going on up there with the Cavs. All right. All right. Excited about the Cavs. I don't know if that's possible when after LeBron James left, but hey. Easy. <laughs> Easy. I'll tell you what, man. Tristan Thompson saying they're still the team to beat in the East. Come on, man. I, I, I'm not going to say anything because I know we've got a lot of Ohio lovers <laughs> that watch it. Maybe we should take podcast, easy, yeah. But, uh, man, LeBron James losing him was a dagger. It was. And it stings and, and it's emotional and I cried a little bit, but I'm moving over right now. So. <laughs> All right, well, let's get off the sports and go to something more personal. Question number three is who inspires you? Wow. Uh, my father inspires me. Got some time uh, to spend this week with him, actually. He flew up from Fort Myers and uh, just got some time to hang out with him, go out to eat with him, to catch up. Like the wisdoms that fathers have, mm. man, it's uh, – it's great. So just the simple things that he tells me, the, the affirmation he gives me. He's spending some time with my son tonight at the football game. Um, so just having him up there and watching how he's lived his life well um, inspires me every day. It's awesome. It's good stuff. Awesome. Make Sport. me cry here, guys. Come on now. That's <laughs> what we do. Yeah. Jeez, a crier. Yeah. I cry all the time. It's all good. Question number four is what is your favorite thing about mentoring another man or being mentored? I love, that's good. I think I love when you see the light bulbs switch come on for the first time. I know for me, when, when that happened, when I finally got it, it took a while for me. But when you see it, when they get it, they can kind of connect a little bit of the dots and the gospel becomes alive to them for the first mm. time. Uh, there's something really special about that. It's awesome. All right, question number five is what do you want people to remember about you 100 years from now? Ooh. Well, I hope they remember that I love Jesus. I hope that they remember that I love my family. I hope that they remember that um, I'm passionate about seeing, you know, I don't, I don't want to plug it too much, but I am passionate about seeing a culture change, especially in my, in my, uh, my hometown, in my backyard. I want people to know that, like, this is a guy who, who loves his family, his, his friends, his community wants mm. to see a change happen in there. Amen. Awesome. Good man. stuff. We got him crying, man. I know. Yeah, what's up with that? Yeah, I love <laughs> it. Oh, man, that's man. good stuff. Well, Brian, why don't you tell us a little bit? I mean, I know probably a lot of the people uh, that are watching this or viewing this uh, are connected to Men of Iron, and, yeah. and a lot of them know, um, probably already know your testimony, but kind of give maybe those that are listening for the first time, maybe just a brief description of where you were, what the heck happened, and where you're at now. Oh, mate, I'll give you the quick five-minute version of it. Uh, so I grew up, like a lot of kids, in Northeast Ohio, man. I just, I just loved to play sports. I had an amazing mom and dad. Uh, loved me, cared about me, took me to church. It was always at my sporting events. So growing up in that, in that environment, man, I just I, – I always was playing sports. So that's kind of where I got my identity from. It wasn't like Brian Ziegler. I was like Brian, the basketball player. So as I got older, I played all sports. But as I got older, I realized I was pretty good at basketball. Uh, although, I just want to throw this in. I don't get a chance to throw this out very often. I was on the freshman uh, vers or the varsity baseball team as a freshman. 
and I played football as well. So mm-hmm. played all sports. But as I got older, man, it was basketball for me all the time. So my senior year, I did a really got a, had a really good team. We went twenty two, um, averaged about twenty five points a game. So I had all these college scholarships offers and things. People asked me to come and play at their school. The problem was in high school, man, I did a little bit too much uh, hanging out and, and partying. And when it was time for me to make my decision, I was ineligible to play mm. at a Division One. So um, I had to make a different approach to it. So I only had a couple options. It was either sit out or uh, go in, in uh, junior college for a couple of years. So I chose that route. Spent a couple of years there. Got into some things I shouldn't have, partying, drugs, girls, all, you name it, I ended up doing it. And um, so I needed to come home and kind of recharge. So I came back home to Canal Fort when I grew up, Northeast Ohio, and I got the opportunity to, to walk on to the University of Akron and uh, went there. Very first year I was there, um, I had to sit out because I transferred colleges. And, and the summer before I would start to play, my, which would have been my junior year, I actually uh, – was involved in a really bad car accident, um, broke my neck, was paralyzed from the neck down. And it's, it's funny because at that point it was like every dream, ambition, every goal that I had for my life kind of thought went out the window. And uh, so for the next four or five years, guys, I just like, like roamed around. Like I didn't think I had a purpose. Hmm. I was like, I'm never going to get married. Little girls are going to want to date me. Um, never going to have any kids. Never going to have a job. So I just, I just kind of sunk into that addiction mode. I was like, I'm, that's the only thing I knew how to do. And then one day, um, by the urging of my, my smoking hot wife, Susie, <laughs> who I love, um, she urged me to try out church. Hmm. I thought to myself, well, I've never done that. It's been a long time since I did that. And I remember the first day I walked into church, I, I smelled like cigarettes and booze, and I walked in there and went up to the very top of the, the bleachers so nobody would see me. And, and I heard the gospel presented by this young man, and it was in a way that I had never heard it before, man. It was like, it was like fire. So after that, I, I went down, and I, and I found that young pastor, and we ended up forming a relationship, and he became my mentor. And from that, man, hmm. life just took off. Hmm. Amazing. It's amazing. Hey, amazing. I did that pretty quick. You oh, did do that very quick. It's the fastest I've ever heard you do it. I mean, there's a lot of details in there that you, yeah. you did not give, obviously. Yeah. And so I just think to to help our listeners and viewers kind of understand a little bit more, um, you're obviously sitting right now, so they can't yeah. see. But when, when Brian, when you walk, you can obviously see that there was there, there's something not healthy there. Yes. Know, there's something that's, yes. not, that's not normal. So if you could elaborate a little bit on right now and just to give the viewers and listeners a little bit of an idea of what what is it because there's not there cannot be many people yeah that are in your situation that literally have no feeling from the neck down but yeah. are yet walking yeah. so can you explain just the medical condition that you've got just to yeah. kind of help people understand absolutely so i broke my neck at the c4 5 and 6 level in my neck so what I've got about five screws, five or six screws in there, some metal in there. Um, and what I have is kind of, Garrett, what you said is I don't have a whole lot of feeling inside my legs. So I'm paralyzed from about 65% of my body, mm. mainly on the right side where I don't have 
uh, movement in my hand. Uh, so you got one finger that moves. Don't have my triceps. Uh, my legs don't work real well, so I'm, I, don't, I don't walk very good. I wear a brace or I use a wheelchair if I take long trips. I take seven muscle relaxers every day mm. just to be able to get up, just be able to stand up, mm. just be able to, uh, to keep moving each and every day. Uh, Got to take a shower every morning and then do a, like an extensive stretching routine just to be able to get up, move around. Luckily, my wife's a therapist, so she's constantly <laughs> adding to that. Um, but no, man, I, I'm not trying to like, uh, you know, I, I know what a blessing it is to, to be able to get up and walk. So that's what keeps me going. Like, I'm in constant pain, and, and I'm not telling you guys that to feel bad for me. Uh, like, every step that I take hurts like mm. it's just agonizing pain and um but i know what a gift it is and, and i know that man i could i could be back in that chair and i and i told myself like if i'm ever lucky enough to, to get out of it i'm going to live life to the fullest mm. each and every day and that's what i try to do and um, been able to you know stay upright so far this long as long as i'm up out of that chair man i'm gonna i'm gonna go hard that's awesome, that's awesome. incredible that's... incredible incredible i mean it's just uh, and then again, I don't want to spend too much time here, but the doctors, when this accident first happened, they gave you a, a what percent of walking? A 10% chance of ever walking. Wow. Wow. Had the same level uh, of injury of, as Christopher Reeves. Hmm. So they told me uh, at that point, you know, you better get used to, to living your, your life in a wheelchair. And um, you know, through the grace of God, you know, I was able to. Uh, get some feeling back and be able to move it. And, and again, to those that maybe don't know you personally, mm. you know, one of the first things that blew my mind uh, when I heard you speak and when I heard your story, and even when I read your book, because I'd read your book before we had ever really officially yeah. met, but it was about that whole idea of um, if, I, if, if Jesus showed up today and said, Brian, I'm going to heal you, yeah. you, you would say no because <laughs> yeah. – that accident to you to talk about that a little bit yeah no that's good yeah i, I say that every time i speak because it's true uh, this accident and what he did for me it he rebuilt me from the ground up if that makes sense like i was just full of of sin and, and selfishness and it was all about me and my whole life was all about me so through this accident he got to strip down some of those layers and 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 through my mentorship and, and through learning about Jesus, man, he rebuilt me from mm. the ground up. So here I am now like this, this new creation and, and get to go out and, and living that. And yeah, and I, so there are times where it's tempting to go back and be able to get up and dunk a basketball, lift weights and run, especially when I'm watching my son out there and all he wants me to do is, come on, dad, can you throw the ball with mm. me? And, and I, I can't really do it very much, but and in the moment, it's a little bit sad, but then when I get the bigger picture, it's like, no, because this this accident was the best thing mm. to ever happen to me. Every morning I wake up and I'm, I'm on my knees. I spend five minutes of prayer time every single morning mm. thanking him for what he's done in my life, thanking him for the, the opportunity to get up and walk. Like I have a, a reliance on the Holy Spirit, not just to do my job, but to get up and to walk mm. and to and to do everything. So I... I physically and spiritually and emotionally can't do anything without the Holy Spirit. Mm. Love it. It's awesome. Well, uh, Stevie, I don't know if you just want to kind of get into, um, I thought maybe I'd kind of lead into this whole idea of 
Brian getting introduced to, to Men of Iron um, and, and letting you kind of share there a little bit and then thought you could maybe wrap up with some questions for him too. But, yeah. um, you know, for those that are watching or listening, um, Brian, you are now a full-time uh, state director yeah, brother. Uh, for yeah. Men of Iron uh, in the state of Ohio. And, uh, you know, it's, it's funny, man, because I spent four golden years of my life uh, out in Canton. And, and I went to school out there, went to college and played golf out there. Um, and I look back and those four years were instrumental in my life, right? And so in that four years, there were a lot of people that I met, a lot of connections, a lot of relationships, a lot of experiences. And so when I came back home and Men of Iron started and we've gone through our journey, well, in that journey, we were connected to some pastors out in Ohio. And, and the one pastor that I met, Jason Lance, uh, who will be a, a guest on our podcast here next month, I believe. Um, Jason said, hey, you got to meet this guy, Brian. Because I had told Jason, hey, our desire is to eventually put somebody out full-time, boots in the ground, uh, to be a representative. I didn't know you, but he said, you got to meet meet this Brian Ziegler guy. And I meet you. And... Um, I'll still never forget it. Where do we meet? In that restaurant. What's the restaurant? Man, I'm so glad you said that. We <laughs> met at the uh, Canal Boat Grill in Canal Fulton. There you go. The Canal Best Boat Grill. Best 7.99 steaks wow. around. <laughs> <laughs> so we meet in Canal Fulton, and um, I'm sitting across this table from the guy that I met, and I'm just like, wow, this dude is inspiring. Um, and I, I immediately, I'm like, this guy's going to work for us someday. I knew right away, uh, just confirmed in my spirit that – this guy is going to have a big role with Men of Iron. And so we started you out part-time initially. That's what we had a budget for. That's what we felt like, hey, let's see how this goes. And so that was how many hours a week that you were committing, maybe maybe a full day a week, yeah. if, you know, that, that you were committing to it. And, and quickly went from like one church partner to 10, yep. from 20 mentors and protégés to 150. Uh, and now, you know, we've finally got to the point where we're like, Brian, you just can't do this part-time, so we're going to bring you on full-time. And we've got goals and desires and passions for what's going to happen out there uh, as far as the ministry goes. But talk a little bit, Brian, about this journey with Men of Iron. Um, why part-time? Why full-time? Like, why did you choose to leave the corporate world? Because you had a pretty good gig. Yeah. Um, why are you leaving that to join an organization that's doing what we're doing? Yeah, so that that first meeting, um, I still remember it too, just like yesterday. And as you were feeling me out, I was doing the same. And I thought to myself, even had a conversation with Jason uh, afterwards, and, and we both agreed, like, this is it, man. Like, if I had to make a job description for my life and, and what I thought God was was calling me to do that would have been it that what I got to do with men of iron and so I went home and talked to my wife and she's just like well yeah of course you got to do it and and through that what I love about it is this has been such a calling in my life ever since I've I've had somebody mentor me Jason I'm not trying to plug you Jason any more <laughs> than you already got you get enough of that but anyways when uh when Jason invested in my life, this is what I always tell people about mentorship. When you've been mentored by somebody, you can't help but be changed. Mm. Like honestly, like your your DNA changes, the way you feel, the way you act, the way you talk. But you can't help but go out there and, and replicate it. And through that, ever since that happened, I've just felt this desire and calling to help uh, impact men's lives and help 
partner them together, mentors and protégés. So, uh, yeah, that first year, I didn't really know what to expect, honestly. I kind of went in there thinking, okay, I, I want to find a couple churches. I hope that, that find some mentors and protégés. And, and God just kept opening doors. And I used a lot of the relationships that I already had built I was what they call like a, a roaming gypsy pastor there for a while where I was preaching at about 20 Give different me churches. Tis, gypsy. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just preaching all these different churches and through those relationships, uh, you know, we introduced Men of Iron and, and people are so excited and hungry for it there mm -hmm. in Northeast Ohio. And when I think about coming on full time, which just happened this week was my first week on full-time it, it was a decision that you know a lot of people thought man what are you doing brian you're working at a great gig uh, you're working for the department of defense and you got all these this, this really awesome opportunity where there's you've got contracts out there your stock is doing amazing the 401k is growing but in the middle of the night i'm still waking up at, at two o'clock in the morning and jesus is saying i got something else for you i got mm. something else for you and uh, so it was an easy transition for me. And so through that transition, October 1st, I started with Men of Iron full time, and I am amped and ready to go. Good stuff, man. Awesome. Stevie, what do you got for Brian? Because you've been quiet this whole podcast. I was going to get like a Justin Bieber or something question. Yeah. Come on, <laughs> start talking a little bit. No, we didn't do that. I would just love to hear kind of like – what is the culture like? You know, we're here in Lancaster County, and we don't, you know, Garrett has experience in Ohio going to school out there, but what is the culture like in, in Northeast Ohio, and specifically Stark and Canton, as far as the men in that culture and, and how you kind of just see yourself just influencing that culture and changing yeah. that culture through your position at Men of Iron? Sure. So in Northeast Ohio, uh, the culture there is really uh, sports-driven. Uh, not just professional, but, but local as well. High school football is huge down there. We have the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Um, so guys, uh, men down there are really driven by that. So I see that being a, a big avenue. A lot of the mentors and protégés that we have right now are somehow connected to that. But that's not the only avenue as well. I see that men really want to be a part of something bigger. Uh, it's cool to see that the kind of the ministries that are out there right now that men are are already doing so it's kind of cool that men of iron has come alongside of some of those ministries and be able to work with them to help build up the churches in the area it's awesome well brian man we're um and i mean this i'm not just saying it's like wrap up the podcast but it's just it's been awesome and exciting to see what god has done through you out there um your heart i mean we're, we're only on a 30 minute podcast so it's hard to get into all the details of your story and um basically your passion for mentorship but we also do want to give you an opportunity to kind of share with folks if they want to read your book i know you're in the you still writing i a am new one i am so you, you've already written one book called a paralyzing redemption i think people can go on amazon and search for that right yep. uh so search brian ziegler paralyzing redemption you'll you'll find that buy that book and yes, support sir. brian's cause and um, what's the can you give us a little bit of a tidbit on what your new book's about i'll give you a little tidbit i can't give too much details <laughs> but i will give you a, a tidbit uh we, one of the passions in my life has been not only discipleship, but like we're, as men, we're spending most of our days, 8, 10, 12 hours a day inside the workplace. So my heart and my desire is for these guys to look for opportunities inside the mm -hmm. workplace to That's make good. disciples, right? So we don't yeah. want to just leave Jesus at the door and then pick him back up. 
So I actually got with a few of the uh, HR guys in my area and I asked them like, okay, legally, what are we allowed to do and what we're not allowed to do? So it's almost, it's going to be a step-by-step, -step, mm. almost a handbook and guide of how to make disciples in That's the awesome. workplace. And uh, this is firsthand knowledge. I mean, I, I, I worked in, in a, a very controlled environment, so there are ways to do it because we want to be equipped. We want to be fed. We don't want to just like not be excited for Jesus throughout the day, right? right. I mean, that's not a life that we want to live. Like, we want that fire to continue. Hmm. So, um, working with the with the publisher right now, and, and hopefully to kick that off here in, in the that's future. Awesome. Well, go get a Paralyzing Redemption on Amazon because it's it's a phenomenal book, man. Just yeah. to hear your story in depth. And Garrett, I know he wants a shout out in that second book. Can you make that happen for you him? Got it, man. You got it. <laughs> oh my, you're a jerk. Um. <laughs> Well, hey, let's Brian. Thanks again, man. We're we're just we're thrilled to have you on staff, and we're thrilled to 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 see what God's going to continue to do out there. Yeah, man. It's we exciting. love you. Uh, we love Susie. We love uh, your kids. Just everything that's going on, man. Um, you know, we we want to make you guys feel like you're part of the Men of Iron family, mm -hmm. even from 365 miles away. And we can't talk about it too much, but there's new office space out there that yeah. Men of Iron's part of that you're going to be working out of that we'll hear more about in our podcast next month. Mm -hmm. um, but we can't talk about that too much. So I'm looking forward to being able big to Big things coming that. in Ohio. Remember yeah. that big thing. It's exciting, yeah, right. man. Well, hey, uh, what's coming up new this week in regards to Men of Iron uh, or coming up, I guess, maybe in the, in the near future, the Extraordinary Give, Stevie? Yeah, November 16th, 24-hour day of giving. You can go to extragive.org to find Men of Iron. Yeah, for those of you listening, and if you're local or you're out in Ohio or even New Jersey, uh, our desire is to have some locations that we're going to be pretty active in there. And so um, we'll be getting some more information out on that. Yeah. So One Iron Classic that's happening December 9th to 12th in sunny Florida. Uh, we are doing a little trip away with some of supporters that want to support Men of Iron, but also want a little vacation right before the holidays. And so... Some of the funds of that are obviously going to pay for the, the getaway, but a majority of the funds are actually going to support the ministry and the organization. So we're happy about that. If you're interested in getting away and playing a couple of days of golf, contact us so we can get you hooked up with that. Yeah. CB, give us some final thoughts. And, yeah. uh, final thoughts. Welcome to the team, BZ. Yeah, oh, it's man, an thanks. honor to have you, man. Um, we're excited for what's going to happen in Northeast Ohio and just Men of Iron as a whole. So Appreciate it, welcome, man. Appreciate man. all the love. Yeah, you can go to menofiron.org for more information about Men of Iron. You can find our podcast on iTunes, search Men of Iron Podcast, or you can find it at menofiron.org backslash MOI Podcast to subscribe, listen, watch, all that good stuff, and leave a five-star review as well. Yes, not just five stars, but also a review. <laughs> say it every time. Do you leave a five-star review yet? Hey, can I say one thing? <laughs> this is random. Yeah. Thank you for no Penn State, Ohio State questions. Wow. Oh, man. Wow. That's because we're still a little sour. Yeah, we lost. How can we, we have no room, except I will tell you this. I was in Cleveland, Ohio in March of 2018. I was in the queue, uh -huh. right? That's what the arena's called. Yeah. Uh, which is a phenomenal arena. Yeah. It's unbelievable. The multimedia arena in that arena is unbelievable. Yeah. But to wrap up, I watched Penn State's Bo I knew that was coming. at 184 pounds <laughs> just pack Ohio State's Miles Martin. And not only did it win a national title for Bo Nickel, but it won the team national championship for Penn State. It was – I go to the national championships every year for wrestling. Yeah. It was one of my – probably my top three memories of all time. It was unbelievable. 
the Ohio State, I've never seen a group of Ohio State fans stand up and sit down so fast because it looked like Martin was going to get the takedown and then Crazy. Nickel just stuck Jeez, Steve, awesome. I was trying to be humble about Ohio State, Penn State, and <laughs> Garrett comes with that. You just, you just poked the bear there with yeah, that Penn State, Ohio State. All right, my bad. Man. We are, baby. We are. So anyway, we're signing off. Stevie, I'm not going to do the blessings, glory, honor, and power anymore. Wow. We're going to find a new sign-off today. Right. All right. Well, thank you to our sponsor, Supply. Go to Supply Mannheim for your next event. That's it, man. We're out of here. We are out. Stevie has to go to a second job that he does. Yeah. Just making that money. Making that money. Making it rain. <laughs> <laughs>